I'm going to do this morning, with the help of this wonderful whiteboard and pens in my pocket, um, if you can't see it really clearly, I'm sorry, you perhaps will have seen this before. And this is a model that we're using to explain our year of courage and how we're hoping we all grow. And I'm going to explain the model. I'm going to tell you about these yellow cards and something special happening the next four weeks. And then I'm going to give you some instructions of what you're going to do next because there, there isn't a traditional sermon this morning. Today is a training Sunday. As we've had kind of call this a year of courage, and we feel called by God to, to step into courage this year. Um, one of the things we're doing to help with that is to put on a couple of training Sundays where we're being trained in courage. More on that in a minute. So for this is this this car park, sorry, this uh, arena, this area, it, it's somewhere you can put yourself on. So you can. Um, you could put yourself on one of these places. You could be in the car park. And if you're in the car park, you're somebody who um, feels like, oh, I, I spend time with people, but most people I spend my time with are also followers of Jesus. That's where I spend most of my time with others who follow Jesus. Then these turnstiles, the turnstiles represent, you're someone, you spend some time with people who aren't followers of Jesus, but you're, you don't often talk about him. You don't often mention who Jesus is or your faith that you are a follower of Jesus. And then as we get closer into the pit, we've got these stands and or the seats or the bleachers. If you are American, you'd use that word. And the stands, it, if you're on the stands, you, you're kind of fairly often, uh, not very often, but sometimes sharing about Jesus. And you've got different kind of groups of people you're spending time with. And some of them are, aren't believers in Jesus. And then on the pitch, it's where you're regularly sharing about him. You're regularly talking to others about Jesus. And wherever you would identify with being, there isn't a judgment. I've not modeled this to make people feel bad if they're in the car park. So please don't hear that. But the desire for us this year, knowing that sometimes fear holds us back, is that we grow in courage this way. That we would have growing numbers of contact with people where we get to share who Jesus is. And so they can understand he is the hope of the world. That he is the one through which we get to know our Father in heaven. We receive our salvation. So this is what the training Sundays are hoping to do for us, to, to get us to move from here to here. And it may be that your jump is that you get to the turnstile, or you go from the turnstile to the stands, or from the stands to the pitch. And it's important, really, that you understand that and make a judgment of, okay, where do I feel like I, I am with sharing Jesus and spending time with people who aren't believers? Um, I've got a little present for you. Bob, can you get them going around your section? And Levi, get them passed around your section. And then I've got some more. Don't worry, Ellen. There you go. Get them passed around. Every one of these. This is a, this is a 
it says courageous prayer on it. So we are having, in the next four months, an activation. And an activation is simply an activity that we can all be taking part in as an everyday activity in our life. It's where we can seize a moment and share and connect people to Jesus. And the first month we're doing, there's only four of these this year, is called Courageous Prayer. And so I want you to have courage in the next four months to do one of these things on the back. Now you may feel like, I can, I'm going to do one of these things every week. I'm going to do all of them. But that's not what's expected. It's to figure out, okay, where am I and how can I grow in courage this month? And what I love at subsequent Sundays, so next week it's a citywide celebration. Um, I won't be inviting us to do this next Sunday. But in two weeks' time, that we'd have some stories that we can hear from the microphone from the front. You say, oh, this was, my, this was how I stepped out and was courageous. And this is what happened. And I want to also encourage you. In the courage is in the asking. The courage isn't just in the success. So if my decision, I was like, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to go and see my friend um, Stu, I'm going to spend some time with him this week. And if he says there's something wrong in his life or the life of someone else and he knows, I'm going to say, Stu, can I pray for you that God would change that situation? That might be what I decide to take. That's the thing I'm going to do. And that is where I need courage. Stu may say yes. Stu may say no. But me asking, that's courage. That makes sense? So the courage isn't in Stuart knowing Jesus and having healing in his family, although that would be great. The courage is in me stepping out and asking, God, please fill me. This is for your glory. This is so that your, your name is known and your kingdom advances. And I need some courage to do that. Sound okay? Two weeks' time, share some stories. Brilliant. Right, thank you for bearing and listening to that part. I'm going to um, just introduce the next thing that's going to happen because I'm going to ask some of you to move. But you can choose where you go. So we've got three sessions. The first session um, is going to happen in here. So this is for the people who don't want to move. Make, you know, no, it's not really. It, this is for the people who, who actually feel like they're more in this area here and they, their movement is to the turnstile or maybe into the back row of the stand. Cam Dunson, Cam is, has moved over, well, she was in Brazil for a while, but she's from America, and she's moved from America to Leeds, her and her husband, Jeff, and they live in Middleton. So Cam is going to be sharing in here, and I'm going to help her do that. And really, what she said she's going to do is she's going to teach us how to develop relationships with those who do not yet know Jesus and guide conversations towards sharing Jesus with them. Second session is going to happen in there with Jeff. Jeff, who's Cam's husband. And uh, Jeff shared before Christmas at one of our Christmas services. And Jeff's going to help us guide how to guide a conversation with a non-Christian friend and then present the gospel using a simple diagram. He's going to take this board, wipe my beautiful picture off and do something fresh and new on there. And so if you want to do that, that's in there with Jeff. And Bob's going to do a session... Well, Westerdale, he's going to take the session on actually quite specific to courageous prayer. So if you feel like, oh yeah, I'd love to have some help, love to have some training 
on stepping out and being courageous, relating to praying for people, Bob's your guy is going to do some training in a one of the, the rooms on the, the corridor, just behind this room. So they're the three sessions. Now's the time for you to make your choice. And stay in here with Cam, dwelling here. Jess is probably dwelling kind of close to here. And Bob's actually could be at any point, but it's related to prayer. And so we're going to give you just a couple of minutes to... Oh, yep. Yeah. Hi, Bob. Ah, uh, yeah. Thank you, Bob. Bob's going to take anyone who's in liftoff, our older group of children. He's going to take them. Uh, and um, plus any adults who will want to go with me. So now's your two minutes. I'm going to send you with a, uh, a tray of donuts. I'm going to send a trainer with a tray of donuts. So at each point, there's, there'll be a little bit of, uh, of refreshment. And we're going to finish in your session. So Bob, Jeff, and Cam, they'll finish the sessions, and then we'll have cups of tea together at about half past 11. You are the word of the beginning. One with God alone. Up in microphone to start you off. Great, huh? Um, like Dan said, my name is Cam, and we moved to Leeds in August. Um, we're missionaries sent out from the United States, mostly to help bring revival to England. So... No big order, just just to bring revival to England. Um, this morning, I wanted to not only, I wanted to encourage you to not only show people around you what being a Christian is, but get to the point where you can invite them to the party. Sometimes when we're trying to show our friends what what how much fun the Christian life is. We get to where we're talking about it with them and we're sharing it with them, but we're not actually giving them an invitation to join us. So let's talk about how we can get from, hi, I want to be your friend, to join me in this walk with Jesus. Um, as we do this, we want to remember that God wants these people to know him even more than we want him. We want them to know him. And he's there with us. He's there inside us. His spirit's all around us. He's our resource for helping us in these efforts. Many of you have heard the Great Commission, I'm sure. Jesus said right before he went up, back up into heaven after his resurrection, therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations. So he's told us to do this. And he said, and be sure of this, I am with you always even into the end of the age, even into the end of time. And so we, I can't stress to you enough how powerful it is that you carry the Holy Spirit with you as you reach those around you. So we're partnering with God in this. Now, while we're doing that, we need to remember to give ourselves permission to mess up. You're, we took a risk back when we were, we moved into our neighborhood in August. And it came Christmas time. We had not met any of our neighbors. We had met one lady who came over when we first moved in, had not seen her since. And every time we went out to, and somebody else was out, we would go to wave and they would run away into their houses. So what we would do 
is what we did, was we wrote out invitations to an open house, planned a date, and we invited some Christian friends to come over because, honestly, I thought we were going to be sitting there alone. (laughs) So we went out and got some snacks, and we invited a few Christians to come over and spend time with us while we commiserated because our neighbors wouldn't come. And then we went and we knocked on every door on our street. It was 18 doors. And we gave everybody a handwritten invitation. Well, everybody that would come to the door. The people that wouldn't come to the door, we went back the next day. So we're going out where nobody had a doorbell because nobody was expecting anyone to ever come to their door. And we're in the rain. And, you know, my hair looks like this on a good day. So you can imagine what I looked like in the rain. We're knocking on doors. Some people would just, like, open their window. One guy opened his window from the second floor and said, Hey, what do you want? (laughs) But we were friendly. We handed him an invitation, told him, We're going to have a Christmas open house. We'd love to see you. Come on by, meet the neighbors. And do you know, so many people showed up that we had to open a window. It was blazing hot in the house. We had about 35 people in my front room. Take a risk. Don't be afraid. If it hadn't worked out, we would have had a couple hours with our friends and some snacks. That's the worst that can happen, right? But don't worry about... We can change the slide now. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Don't worry about um, messing up God's image. You're not going to embarrass him. I think a lot of us don't get verbal with our witness because we're afraid of saying the wrong thing or we're afraid that somehow we won't be able to answer all their questions. You're not going to embarrass God. He's been around a long time. And he can handle his own public image. Some practical tips for engaging people, for getting out there and engaging people. First of all, be a regular Some people call this retail evangelism. So when you go to put gas, if you have a car, and you go to put gas in your car, always go to the same gas station. Don't pay at the pump. Go inside and pay at the till. Meet the cashier. When you go through the line at the ASDA, try to go through the same cashier's line. Meet them. Speak to them. Show some caring. You know, be a regular in the community. A lot of you ladies get your nails done. Have them done at the same place with the same lady. And so we're getting out into the community. You want to be a part of the community. Go to local events, local meetings. Become a sports fan. Um, Or engage in a hobby or activity. Um, I'm not in that photo. But this is a this is the could this is Leeds somewhere because I can recognise the, the the vests. Now, when I when I was seven, I started playing football. So I played football and I have done until two years ago I stopped. And two years ago when I stopped, I realised football was so important for me to have contact with the people who don't yet know Jesus, and so I can share my life with them. And having stopped playing football, I needed a moment to con with different people and because I'm sporty sport was the thing I chose so I've connected to a running club 
And every Tuesday night, you might see us running around Beeston. There's about 100 runners every Tuesday. And also on Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock in the park. You can join us if you want. It's an open invite. Anyone can come. But I'm doing that because I want to get to know people. I want to share my life with others. But you may think, I'm not sporty, Dan. I I can't do that. Well, find an interest that you have got. It might be craft. It might be um, that you love you love painting. It might love you. You just like eating with people, and so you could create a club um, that you can get to know people who are who don't yet know Jesus. Yes, you you don't you can create a club, or you can just join one that's already going. Use social media to find people. I've learned a lot of things about what's going on in Leeds just through Twitter. But there's Facebook, there's Twitter, there's Instagram if you're younger. And when you get there, don't forget to be welcoming. Smile and talk to people when you get there. Okay, right now we're going to play a game. I want you to divide into groups of four. Quickly. (laughs) And in these groups of four or more, I want you to choose one person to count. And you're going to list as many ways as possible that you can get out in the community and engage people. So, ready? 90 seconds. Okay, how many did you come up with? Five, 17, 12, 15, 20. Okay, prize goes to 20. <laughs> Once we meet people, we want to be able to turn the conversation. Now, there are some things I want to tell you to keep in mind as you go out into the community to do this. First of all, you want to introduce yourself as a Christian early rather than waiting. We're not sending you out undercover. This is not North Korea. Um, What we found, and I've seen it on three continents now, is that People, there, there used to be an expression, oh, I have to earn the right to share Jesus with them, meaning I have to become their friend and I have to show them that I'm with them through thick and thin and then I can open up and share the gospel with them. Well, that, just speaking, just saying, is a lie from the pit of hell. Jesus earned that right when he died on the cross. He earned the right for everyone to hear about him and how to have a relationship with God. So that right's already been paid for. And what we find is that when people spend a lot of time with people and and build a strong friendship with people and don't share Jesus right in the beginning or early on in the relationship, then they're scared to because they put so much into the relationship. And it becomes awkward. One thing that I did when we got here, and this is a risk thing, so I'll let you know later if it worked. It's too early to know if it's working yet. Um, I just had cards made, social calling cards, so that when I meet a lady, you know, and we want to meet for coffee later, I, 
it, it has my name, my phone number, and my email address, so I don't just hand these out randomly on the street. But on the back, it said, God, God loves you, check it out, and it has an evangelistic website. So that lets them know right away, and I meant to give you one earlier, see me later, um, but that lets them know right away who I, a little bit about who I am and what I'm about, and that they're probably going to hear about my life with Christ if we go to coffee. Does that make sense? Um, another thing, be a friend, not a conqueror. These are people that we're talking about. They're not projects. This isn't something that you're doing to brag about at church. This is a person that you're developing a relationship with. Don't criticize other people's methods. I think that something happens in the spirit when we get very critical of other people's methods of, of evangelism or ministry, and you don't want to block your own success that way. Um, I want to suggest a goal to you, sort of a, a, an easy, easy goal to think about, is to get the person to set up a time, agree to set up a time, to read the Bible with you just one time. So think about that as you go about, as we talk about um, how to get through these conversations or these relationships. The steps to turning the conversation are not rocket science. You start off with surface talk. Don't we do that with everybody? You know, you're standing at the bus stop. Oh, what glorious weather we're having. Isn't this wonderful? Look at the flowers. Then you move to personal talk. Oh, you're not from around here. You can tell I'm not from around here when you look at me and hear my voice. Then you want to move to religious talk. And then to spiritual talk. Let's, let's get into those a little bit. Surface talk is comments about the weather. Are you from around here? And it, as you're doing this surface talk, if you want to develop a relationship with someone, you probably do this naturally and just don't realize it, you disclose a little bit about yourself. And when you tell the person a little bit about you, it kind of gives you an unspoken right to ask them a little bit about them, about the same topic. Yeah, we only arrived in Leeds in August, so we haven't seen a full winter yet. Are you from around here? So that kind of gives you the right to begin to develop a relationship with the person. Then you've got personal talk. Where are you from? Do you have kids? Oh, you came to Leeds to go to school. What was your major? What's your job? Where do you work? That kind of thing. Where are good places to go on vacations, hobbies, entertainment, food, weekend plans? Yeah, so imagine yourself in a setting where you're chatting with someone who doesn't know Jesus yet and you're wanting to take the conversation a bit deeper. Um, what, hap what happened to me when I did this last week? Uh, we were out running Tuesday night. I asked my friend Tom, I said, Tom, how did you start running? And he told me how he started running. Maybe it took three, four minutes. And then he said to me, oh, what about you, Dan? How did you get into running? And I was fairly, I had an idea that he might ask the question back to me. So I, I haven't got a prepared answer, but actually I, as we we're running, um, it, I got a chance to share of why I like running and why, how I started running. And 
part of that story, there's a way it connects to my faith in Jesus and of how I became a Christian. Now, it's not, um, it's not a remarkable story, but it gave me a chance to tell him I'm a Christian and I follow Jesus and my life was different. And so I, I just camered as she went through the notes. It just made me think of oh, that. All I did was say, how did you get into running? And, sec- and had a pr- kind of a little bit of a think of what I might say if he said me. Because I really, wanna, I really want us as a church to, to share Jesus with others. And we may need to think a little bit about the conversations that we're expecting as we get into personal talk. Yes, what you're doing in the personal talk stage is you're making a friend. But you're getting to know as much as you can about the person because you're looking for a bridge to religious talk. And we'll get to that in a minute. Now, back into your groups. You're going to need to be able to hear each other. So the two people talking are going to need to talk loud enough for everybody in the group to hear each other. Choose two people to be the talkers and everybody else be the listeners, one talker is going to be the Christian. You're going to disclose a little bit about yourself and ask the other person a little bit and practice asking questions and listening. Now, you want to ask open-ended questions. Who, what, when, where, why? Those kind of questions. And just listen to what the other person says. Other people in the group, as you're listening, envision yourself in that situation, and think about what you would say. Okay? Three minutes. Okay, y'all get the idea of what what we're talking about. And it does help. One thing I do want to say about this is that both the personal talk and the engaging someone that you've just met and the transition to religious talk gets much easier the more you do it. The first few times, it can be a little rough and rocky. Remember I said take risks. If you mess up, no big deal. You'll never see that person again, right? But um, just saying. But it, the second time you do it, it'll be infinitely easier. And then by the time you've done it just two or three times, it's all hat. Let's talk about some bridges from personal talk to religious talk. Remember that while people might not enjoy the idea of being evangelized, they really do like to talk about their views. No matter what their views are, even the staunchest atheist enjoys talking about his religious views. Um, And some bridges that you can look for in the conversation. I've listed here, there are some in your handout. Um, I'm not going to just read the slide to you, but... If they're new in town, ask them if they've found everything they need. Post office, school, take takeout places, church. Comment on tabloids at the checkout counter. They're full of full of conversation-worthy material. Um, offer to pray for situations the person shares with you. You may recognize this coffee shop in Beeston. There are a ton of Christians in there from Mosaic every week, and we're always offering to pray for his business. Now, if the person seems to be disengaged or uncomfortable at this point, go back to personal talk and wait later. If the person seems to be disengaged, 
at the point of you're talking about the weather, if that makes them nervous, then you need to look for somebody else to talk to. But at this point, if they begin to get uncomfortable, just, just dial it back a little bit and look for a more opportune time. Now, moving to spiritual talk, if the person seems interested as you're talking about religious things and you sense an openness, then the move to spiritual talk is just natural and easy. Invite them to attend church with you. We've got a good community here. People are desperately lonely looking for community. Or ask them if they would be available to get together with you to look at a passage of the Bible just one time. And I've listed some passages on the handout that you might want to use. Final thoughts. This does get easier after you've done it several times. And most of these ideas were taken from a book, which is easily available on Amazon, called Evangelism for the Faint-Hearted, which I felt like described me pretty well, frankly. Back into your groups, I want you to take a minute or two, share one place where you can engage with people this coming month. We're coming up on the month of March. So think about March and what you've got on the agenda and share one place and pray for each other.